Top Shelf Fantasy. What's going on, Shelfies? We are back in action. We got the whole crew together in person the way we like it, except for Craig. Sorry, Craig. We thought you were here, but you couldn't make it. But more importantly, we got the Power Hour podcast coming to you. Scotty, Tom, what's happening, Captain? Dows. It's good. <laughs> yeah. to, it's good to do a podcast. I know, dude. It's been uh, well, with at least Tom. It's been like a year. Oh, I guess draft weekend, but for yeah. an actual top shelf uh, podcast in person with at least Tom here with us in person. Probably the last one was probably I don't know April. Two, I was gonna say a few months. So, pro- yeah. so probably ten months. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of technical difficulties on our end. Yeah, starting it took it like up. an hour to set up. But <laughs> it's that what happens when you tear down the whole setup and you got to get it back up in action. But a year later, yeah, <laughs> exactly what happened. Not a lot of memory of how things used to go. Or I got, <laughs> had to upgrade <laughs> garage band, the, the, the power hour extension, and just like died. And then I do what I always do: that is sit here and wait for you to figure it out. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Yep. Okay. Yep, All right. That looks yep. good. Uh-huh. But I can't uh-huh. hear any music. But yeah. Um. I mean, look. We're just going to get right into Power Hour, right? We don't need to do a ton of news. We'll, well do another podcast for news and stuff unless you have something one, big one you thing. want to drop. Yeah. yeah, one thing. Jock Market. Jock Market. It's not just football, people. No. And promo code still active. Promo code TSF, $100 uh, deposit, 100% match with that promo code. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah, Tully's been on hockey. So you can also do, like, uh, over-under bets, even if you live in Massachusetts. Like, you can't log into your DraftKings Sportsbook and do over-unders. You can do over-unders on dra- on Jock Market Sportsbook. Really? Yeah, in Massachusetts. It, it, all right. I don't yeah. know how that's legal. But <laughs> so I've been, I've been doing, like, five-leg parlays, like, over-unders on rebounds, points, whatever. Just pick five things. Oh, you bet, like, you know, 20 bucks to pay 300 You're like, all right, cool, rock and roll. And that, that is that just for basketball? Basketball, hockey—you can do it across sport, different different sports. Like you could bet that must be uh, new. You know, over thirty points for John Morant, but then uh, over a point and a half for David Pasternak, and like parlay them together. Yeah, because if that was around during the football season, I think I would have definitely yeah. done that. And lost <laughs> yeah, a lot more money. Than I, I didn't did. even know that it was there until I just happened to click. I was just clicking through it, like seeing what was out there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll start hemorrhaging money. <laughs> yeah, take more money from me, please. <laughs> um, all right, promo code TSF. Yep. Hundred percent uh match up to hundred dollars. All right. Podcast. Podcast. Power, Power hour. Let's get into it, baby. All right, I guess I'll go first. Um of course we start off with tight ends. Get the shit that boring shit out of the way besides, you know, the top three. Um eight points per game, Dawson freaking Knox. A guy I have never owned, probably will never own. Um, every time I made him a sit, you probably should have started him because he scored a touchdown. Um, end of the season, very, very hot. I think he's had four touchdowns in four straight games and then five if you include the playoffs. NFL playoffs, that is. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's on a high-powered office with Josh Allen. If you get him stream a tight end, it's probably it's probably Dawson Knox. And, you know, he's not Travis Kelsey or... Andrew or Kittles, but I mean, he gets the job done. If you count eight points a game, getting the job done. So Dawson Knox. Yeah, <laughs> try to talk Dawson about Knox. For, yeah, it's for so, so long. These tight ends don't deserve a full minute I, of our time. The thing is, like, for him, it's like, I hate him so much. I don't hate him as a person. Just people that have him always play him against me, and I lose just because of him. <laughs> uh, next up, we got David Njoku, number nine tight end on the season, averaging uh, 8.1, a stellar 0.1 improvement over Dawson Knox per game. Uh, you know, he had a decent season, up and down. 
didn't really have a show out performance that we thought he would when uh, Deshaun Watson came back, but he, uh, he, you know, he did what he did when, with uh, Brissett under center, and I mean, that's really all you can say about eight points a game. I'm not really going to get all jilted about eight points. I'm not happy with it. I'm not super mad about it. You know, you take it, take it for what it is and go from there. I don't know. David Njoku, what else yeah. is there to say about the guy? Well, it's kind of nice to see Njoku, like, become an NFL player. Like, because mm. there was a point in time where everybody was like, he's not going to be in the league anymore. And, yeah. like, he's a big-bodied, yeah. you know, uh, talented athletic tight end. And, like, the next guy we're going to talk about, yeah, we th- you'd think their careers are over. 100%. You know what I mean? I mean, he'd give you those games where you got 15, 19, 17, and then 1, 2, 3, 4. It's just right. like, all right, cool. Sounds At like least he showed, he showed some ability, though. Like, right. Right, the 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 ceiling's there, and I mean, and Evan Ingram comes in at what uh, uh, eight, right? And all these guys are right behind each other. Eight point three points per game, eight point one points per game, eight points per game, and Evan Ingram. I mean, for being a guy who was really just an afterthought. I mean, he came in the league, had a uh, what was his sophomore season that he exploded. It was his rookie year. Or, or his rookie year, he exploded. Just became this injury risk every single year. The uh, he was part of the trade. Uh, did he get cut by the Giants? I can't remember if he I, got cut I, I or the trade. Was, I think it was his rookie deal was up. Yeah, they chose right. not to re-sign him. Okay, so so they let him go, and now he's in Jacksonville with a rookie quarterback. Where I don't count last year for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so with the, with a rookie quarterback, I mean, you see what he can do, right? I mean, so the the idea of like waiting on tight ends that we've talked about before, like you've got a guy who's the seventh best on a points per game basis. He's pretty much a wide receiver in the offense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you watch him play, it's like, that's um, that's a tight end. Um, coming at seven. I wish Craig was here because I think he would have had him. <laughs> <laughs> Taysom Hill. Looking at stats and sleeper. Doesn't give you too much because he's not actually a tight end pass catcher. Um, let's see what he had all year for catches. I'm probably... I think he did it most as a running back, right? Could you guys guess how many catches he, he had? Uh, uh, seven. Fourteen. Nine. Damn it. Nine touchdowns no. for <laughs> 77 yards and two touchdowns. But rushing, seven. Uh, 575 rushing yards. <laughs> like, if you're going to score touchdowns, you're gonna, it's going to be him. Like, yeah. You, But he's a guy you – he's on your bench and scores 30. You start him when he scores two. You start him again, he scores four. You're, you're done with him, then he scores 28. So, you can't pick the right week. He's a, he's a Zay Jones of the tight end uh, group. Yeah. But he's a he's tight end seven. 8.8 points a game. Should have slide Zay Jones in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, he's, he's not, not on the list, so i got to p- p- put him there somehow. All right, number uh, six for tight ends, Zach Ertz. Now, people probably forgot about Zach Ertz having a pretty good year because he got hurt uh, in the 10th game of the season. But through nine games, he had four touchdowns. Uh, we're probably talking about a much better season if he plays the whole, the whole slate there. So, you know, they clearly missed him when he went out. Kyler Murray... Never really got it going with the rookie uh, McBride. So Zach Ertz himself, still a great tight end in the league. He has been for a long time. Looks like he's going to continue to be exactly that. And averaging over nine points a game, what was he, 9.2. As far as the tight end position is concerned this season, it could do a lot worse. And he probably would have had some games where he popped for bigger if, uh, you know, again, he didn't, what did he tear his ACL, MCL? Yeah, he's might not play again. I was he's gonna on a say, long road. Yeah, he could be, that could be the last we've ever 31 seen 31 years Ertz. old, maybe. Yeah, especially on the Cardinals. He's, I can't imagine he wants to go back there for a rebuild. Yeah. I mean, he just got extended for a couple of years, so he's un- he's under contract, mm. which means nothing in the, in the NFL. <laughs> uh, Dallas Goddard comes in at, what, five? 9.5 points per game. He only played 12 games. I mean, 
You're going to talk about probably the next emerging, you know, tight end, uh, you know, athletic guy, high-powered offense, young quarterback. Uh, and I'm shocked at what Nick Sirianni did. I mean, we all sit there and go, oh, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball a bunch. Miles Sanders has to get the ball. It's like, wh- when's the ball going to go to Goddard? And it's like, yeah, he missed, what, six weeks, something like that. But still, nine and a half points a game. And I don't know how inconsistent or consistent he was, but nine and a half points per game is the is the tight end five. Like, I mean, what, what was he being drafted in? I mean, that's one thing I know we don't have on here right now, but like oh, yes, he had to be like a 12th or 13th round pick. He couldn't have been that high. You know, yeah. and, and you see like guys like Travis Kelsey and them going that early. It's like you can wait on some of these tight ends and find something. Right, he was probably like a tier after Pitts. Right. Uh, next person, not, not Kyle Pitts. So, um, Teacher Hawkinson. Um, again, it was a scary year to start for TJ Hawkinson because he was on Detroit. Even though Detroit was a lot of fun to watch this year, he had one 35-point game week four with Detroit and then just, you know, five, four, one, six, nine. Gets traded, and we think, all right, they, he goes at Minnesota. There's Thielen, there's KJ Osborne, there's Justin Jefferson. How is Hawkinson even going to get targets? He's going to be blocking for Delvin Cook and Madison. We were wrong. I mean, he got around, I think, average like seven, eight targets a game. Um, only three touchdowns with the Vikings, but it shows that only three touchdowns with the Vikings. He's still tied in four in the year. He had some great games at the end of the year. Uh, your playoff matchup gave you 29 points. Like He was pretty much a league winner. Um, it's good to see him get more consistent with a new team, I guess is what I'm coming at, because yeah. you, you guys have owned him for multiple years in Dynasty, so oh, that's, yeah. that's probably great for you guys yeah, to see. You love to see it. Here's a guy that we anticipated at the top every single season, and Mark Andrews comes in as our top three tight end on the year, uh, finally breaking the 10-point-per-game uh, threshold here, but probably not quite the year you expected out of Andrews if you were an Andrews owner. He did most of his damage early, and obviously Lamar going down hurt his his value down the stretch. If you had him as your tight end on a playoff push or a fantasy playoff team, you probably lost because he wasn't scoring you those 15, 20-point games that you expected out of him, but... With the tight end slate the way it is, he still had a solid season finishing top three. So you expect out of him, he'll probably be another top pick uh, this year. This is probably the tier, right? These top three guys that we're going to talk about. Uh, I mean, one's in a tier by himself, and then it's the, the rest. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, let's see what he does next year. If Lamar goes back, great. If he doesn't, you might be looking at a, a big downturn for Mark Andrews if he's dealing with a rookie quarterback or Tyler Huntley or whoever else. Yeah, I mean... We get a good tight end like that. You know, it's it's good for younger quarterbacks. I mean, we saw it with George Kittle. I mean, George Kittle here at number two, 11.4 points per game. Most of that's coming in the, in the back half of the season when Brock Purdy's going into him. You know, but I think what's fantastic about Kittle is that you're really, uh, you're really seeing Kittle be George Kittle, right? Everybody knows he's an athletic freak. He can catch the ball. He can do everything on the field, but people forget about it because he blocks so much. It's like if this guy gets the ball in his hand, he's one of the best in the league, easily. Yeah. And, I mean, these numbers are probably a lot closer to Travis Kelsey if, if Brock Purdy's playing the entire season, you know? So it, it, it's good to it's good to remember that that uh, George Kittle <laughs> can still be, you know, one of the, the big three. Because it's really Kelsey, Kittle, and then, you know, next year – you know, we're probably going to extend that to Hawkinson because Thielen's probably going to be old as dirt, you know, and then and then Goddard, you know, is probably going to be there as well. Yep. So, all right. Oh, boy, they're coming quick now. Good shot. Um, 
few other guys before we go to the number one that barely missed this was Darren Waller and Pat Fryermuth. They uh, set 7.9 and 7.8 points per game. Penis. Um, so Travis Kelsey at, at tight end number one. Uh, 15.4 points a game. Four more points per game than tight end two. That is absolutely insane. A guy that was dropped, probably dropped in the first round, early second, and paid off in all your drafts. Um, definitely slower at the end of the year. Uh, only a couple multiple point games no 20 point games since week 12 but like his worst games is like you know tied in eight tied in five like you you take it you don't lose the game you you know it's not gonna help you win it but he doesn't lose it for you um and we've he's in the Super Bowl now he's played fantastic in the playoffs so as long as he's back next year then um probably second round again yeah I mean he continues to make his case for a first round pick at at the tight end position with him uh much of a difference maker is all right on to the quarterback position number 10 Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama uh scrambled egg brains aside he had a fantastic season a couple huge games for him early on that 40 pointer against Baltimore really put him on the map early made the Dolphins look like a complete and utter force then he had his uh series of injuries that kind of let him down but he still managed to post multiple games over 20 points throughout the season I think he had five total um, you know, he kind of struggled down the stretch and then had his injuries again, kind of flare up his concussions, back injury, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, he, he definitely showed that he has the ability with the new weapons that they found him in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to get everybody involved, make an impact, run an offense. I think he, he silenced a lot of the haters this year and obviously turned into top 10 finish. So if you've had him at your quarterback position, you probably walked away pretty happy until he stopped playing. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> He actually just cleared concussion protocol this week. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> it's funny the teams still have to make that announcement. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've been eliminated for six weeks, but... But this guy's good. out of concussion protocol. He's good now. Uh, and I don't really want to talk about this guy because this is the most inflated ninth place finish of a quarterback I've ever... D- Daniel Jones rushed for 700 yards and seven touchdowns. Attaboy. Sure did. That's more than some running backs in the league. It's like an RB2 right there. What the hell are we doing? (laughs) Uh, So that's why Daniel Jones is the ninth. Uh, He threw 15 passing touchdowns. Attaboy. Yeah. How many picks did you get? I was going to say, is he limited the picks this year? That's what Five five picks, 15 TDs, five picks. I think Craig, or was somebody, uh, who's their their offensive coordinator? Um, it, oh because it was gosh. it was the Bills uh, old OC or so, yeah, somebody, Dave, somebody Dave his head coach. Somebody had brought up like somebody caught cut down Josh Allen's turnovers and then they uh, then they went to the Giants and cut down yeah. Daniel Jones. Kafka? And now and yeah, I, I think so. And then Josh Allen's are way back up again. Yeah. So what is Kafka esque? Yeah. Yes. Um, number eight Just quarterback, eighteen point five points per game. Again, if you I, we actually didn't explain this at the beginning. I don't know if we did, but we're going by points per game. Uh, not you know total finishes, so that's that. Geno Smith coming in at quarterback eight proved us all wrong. Um, Pete Carroll looks like an absolute genius. Traded Russell Wilson for a first round pick, which ended up being the top five pick this year. Russell Wilson looked like he was the dog shit. You can blame the coach or anything like that, but he brings in Geno Smith or keeps Geno Smith and Geno Smith is like, oh, is it Smith or Locke? It was Smith. I mean, he had eleven. He had nine quarterback one finishes this season. He tailed off a little bit at the end, but I mean, he won you games. Like he he probably won you four more games than you deserved if you picked him up after week two. Oh yeah, 
Uh, another guy who did not make it through the full season, Kyler Murray coming in at number seven, uh, 18.9 points per game. I mean, I would say, honestly, if you were a Kyler owner, he didn't give you what you expected, even with a decent finish on the season in a points-per-game uh, regard. He only went over 20 points three times. So you're kind of sitting there thinking, you know, I was expecting those 25, 30-point games out of him, and he didn't really get it as much as you would have hoped. And then, again, get shut down after week 12. So uh, nothing really positive that you can say about the, the second half of his season there. But, uh, you know, who knows what the future holds. Next year he's going to have a new head coach, uh, probably some new weapons around him, or no weapons around him. Who knows? Uh, the th DeAndre the, Hopkins yeah. might be out of town. That yeah. means it's going to hurt. The th thing is, like, he's quarterbacking to seven. He could have been better. They got hurt, like, the first driver to the Patriots game. So that counts as a game at with – Point yeah. two points or whatever, one point or whatever right. it is. Yeah, point six six. Just, it, and the reason JT is put on this list is he had one game got hurt the first first carry. Right. So that you take that zero and. Oh yeah. Well, I, I was sad not seeing <laughs> JT on the list, but whatever. I, I think he would have been on if you didn't count that. Um. All right. Lamar Jackson comes in at six twenty twenty point three points per game. Um. I mean, he only played twelve weeks. He, you know, he got hurt towards the end of the season, and I mean, Lamar is going to do Lamar things, right? fantastic quarterback in the in the league the biggest question mark is where does he go right. right because if he doesn't stay baltimore has such a system built specifically around him that if he goes anywhere else it's like how are you going to train yeah. he's he's the type of quarterback that you need to transform an offense around i, I just don't know where it's it's gonna be do you guys know the favorites for where lamar might land it's gonna be the Ravens, right? I've heard the Pats are interested. New England is up there in all the betting stuff that I'm seeing, but I think the Ravens are the favorite to retain him. It's just gonna matter how much. Well, like, like you said, inspire. you got you know tailor an offense to him. So, best of luck. Yep. Um, all right, and coming at quarterback five, someone else that you know proved proved me wrong, especially Justin Fields, uh, twenty point five points per game. Um thing with Fields this year is the, the the coaching staff used him like they should use him. They didn't make him a pocket passer. They said, hey, you can run the ball, run the ball, which he did. I think he – did he have 1,000 yards? I don't know if he got to 1,000. 1,143 yards oh. and eight rushing touchdowns, only 17 TDs. Um, 17? 17 passing TDs, 11 interceptions, um, eight rushing. But, again, like, he didn't have – like, he – he has weapons like Claypool came in, didn't really do much. Um, McKeel Harry, a good, McKeel Harry <laughs> had a touchdown or two, but like he did it with like jack shit. Yeah, and he uses wheels and, I mean, he's what we wanted Kyler to, to be last year or this year. Hell yeah! Next up on the list, we're talking real quarterbacks now, guys. Guys who play the quarterback position as it's meant to be played. Uh, Joe Burrow coming in strong at number what is that three, four? Four, sorry, number four. Uh, he posted nine games over 20 points this year. And I keep using that 20-point threshold. That's kind of what we determine as a TSF hit for uh, for quarterback position. So I'm always going to reference that. So 20 points for Joe Burrow nine times. He went closer to 40 a couple times as well. So he had a couple games where he really won you, probably run, won you the week, probably positioned your team well for the entire season. And, I mean, with all the weapons surrounding him, it's kind of what you expect out of Joe Cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I think we all expect to see more and more and more of this as he continues to progress through his career. Joey Burr. Burr. It's Pat Mahomes' dad, dude. 
Jobber. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really Wait, Wait, what? What, a, what an idiot mayor, dude. I know. What yeah. <laughs> like, the last thing you need to do is piss off Casey. They well, proved it. it. Just what a tool thing to say. Yeah, you're also a mayor. <laughs> Shut up. Stay <laughs> right, in your exactly. lane. Be an adult. This, I, lo- I did like what Go Travis Go balance Kelsey your city's budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Pat Mahomes, he comes in at uh, number three. Uh, 25.2 points per game. Uh, something right around there. Uh, he's just... You know what? What can't this guy do? Really, is is kind of the question. I think people need to start. You know, yeah, he's not QB one. I think a lot of people drafted him to be QB one. But when you're drafting a quarterback, I feel like it, it, it doesn't really matter. They're all so close, and you can have you know the the Justin Fields of the world who just pop up out of nowhere. Like we got one guy on here who's the top. I don't think anybody would have said he's the top. You know, but Pat Mahomes is consistently a, a top five quarterback. You took away a weapon, and he still did played fine. Um, did he play all sixteen games? He oh, did. Yeah, yeah. 17. so seventeen games. Yep. So, yeah, he was great. Uh, yeah, again, these top three guys are in their own tier. They're all around twenty five points a game, or quarterback four is twenty two. So, next is Josh Allen. Um, I took out the game that they didn't actually play because that really was unfair to him. <laughs> um, so he comes in at, at quarterback two. Um, could have probably been quarterback one if he didn't turn the fucking ball over so fucking much this yeah, year. Um, like Thirty fucking fumbles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had s- seven loss, but I think he had like I think he had sixteen or seventeen yeah, some on the crazy ground. Number. Yeah. He had a ton in the red, a uh, ton of interceptions in the red zone. Ton. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Again, like seven hundred yards rushing. Um. He made Gabe Davis. You know, Gabe Davis for three games of the year. Uh, I actually didn't finish off last time. But Stefan Diggs was very hot to start the year. Kind of slowed down towards the end. But Josh Allen's going to be there next year, too. All right. Number one, the big boy, the big dog. He's playing next Sunday. Jalen Hurts, number one in your hearts, in your programs. I don't know. Uh, Just had a phenomenal season. He only had two games where he managed to score under 20 points this year, which is kind of – unreal i mean he missed a couple games in there but we're talking points per game anyways and he was over 30 points i think four times this season like that's that's a league winner a qb number one a qb winner whatever you want to say he sets himself apart does it with his legs does it with his arm and honestly just a real likable guy like if you're torn between who to root for in this super bowl you're probably rooting for jalen hurts i I would i would guess unless you just hate scumbag philly fans which is a fair yeah that's actually a huge thing that i (laughs) like (laughs) like i think the team the eagles is just very likable but the fans suck and then vice versa i like casey's fans just fine i just don't like the players on the field (laughs) yeah (laughs) but no jalen hurts phenomenal season i think he cemented himself as a top pick next year as well yep yeah for sure um did the song just change? Mm-hmm. It just went from Wayne to Wayne, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It sounded like, like I think it changed. <laughs> All right. The backup running back for the Detroit Lions, <laughs> DeAndre Swift. All right. Here's the thing. DeAndre Swift is a new Tevin Coleman. He has lost <laughs> He has lost red zone uh, carries. The goal line The goal line is is now Jamal Williams. Yep. He had, what, 18, 18 touchdowns Jamal Williams did? Oh, and, I don't yeah, know what Swift had. Swift, this is going to continue to happen. Swift, he's going to continue to be an RB two. Like, yeah, you only have five. Do you feel comfortable drafting DeAndre Swift in the first four rounds next year? I would start thinking about it in the fourth. 
Like, that's it. Yeah. And yeah, if you had said first three, no. Like, absolutely not. But you don't want to jump out the window to go get Jamal Williams either. This this right. backfield's going to be a disaster and very hard to predict. It, it just it falls into that territory if I just avoid it. Yeah. Even though I love the Lions. But um, running back 19, which I'm kind of surprised he's a top 20. Leonard Fournette. Um, I mean, it helped that he had, you know, a 30-point game middle of the season, week five. I think he has three touchdowns. Or, no, two. And, yeah. But touchdowns help him out a lot, which uh, helps out players and fantasy. Everything counts. But watching him play was like, you kind of piss off that to even start him some weeks. But he wasn't getting you the you know, RB7 he was, I think, last year. He's back in RB2, which I think is still fine on a, on a team that took definitely a step back with Rashad White there. So overall, I don't think it's a horrible season for Fournette. Probably finished around right where he was drafted. Middle round, probably drafted as RB. 15, 16, and finish at RB 19. Could, could, could be worse. And actually, he's tied points per game with this next guy. Yeah, this next guy. It's funny that I get him because I had him in uh, a couple leagues this year, despite my better judgment. Uh, Najee Harris comes in at, what is he? RB something or other? 18. 18 on the season. Uh, it's just, I don't want to say it's a bad season because he didn't. I mean, RB 18. Cool. He's, a, he's an RB 2. He's a back end RB 2 or a mid tier RB 2. You just drafted him to be the RB1 that he was in his rookie season. So I think for all intents and purposes, you're kind of calling it a letdown season for Najee. He would probably tell you the same thing. He only managed to get seven touchdowns, which, again, it's nothing to you know stick your nose up at, but it's not what you expected to see, especially with a rookie quarterback where he was probably expected to take a step forward, kind of run the team. But I know he was dealing with a foot injury. He, I mean, he's been dealing with that list Frank for a long time now. I think it flared up in the middle of the season. You saw him kind of turn it on at the end. He went 12, 14, 12, 19, 13 points to end the season. So if he's starting to feel better, hopefully he comes in the next season and you can see him back in that RB1 territory. Yeah, all right. Real quick on Najee. The problem with that is the offense changed. Mm. He had 100 targets under Big Ben. It, it's the passing game work that he loses out on because it's a shitty offense. Massive yeah. So it's going to continue to be an issue. Uh, Alvin Kamara comes in at 17. I've said this every single year with Alvin Kamara. If he can't get over 15 touchdowns, he's not worth the first-round pick that everybody thinks he is. He has still not rushed for 1,000 yards on the ground. He had Ugh. four combined touchdowns this year, nine last year. Two years ago, he scored 16 on the ground and five through the air. He scored, the what, 21, point, 21 touchdowns? That is Alvin Kamara's thing. Now you got Taysom Hill stealing sh- all of the touchdowns. Yep. You have really crappy quarterback play, and you don't have a good head coach. And you don't know who the quarterback is still this right. year. So, I mean, if you can't look at Alvin Kamara in the same light that we just talked about, you know, the Leonard Fournette's, DeAndre Swift's, you're going to lose it. Like, we talk about losing the draft, <laughs> losing your league at the draft. People drafting Alvin Kamara in the first round. That's how you lose it. Yeah, I had my no teams this year, thank God. Um, running back 16, Miles Sanders. Not Kenneth Gaywell. Miles Sanders at 12.2 points per game. Um, my biggest thing, I didn't want to touch him this year because he doesn't get touchdowns. As Hurts deals him. Hurts still because it's touchdowns. Sanders went from zero touchdowns to 11 rushing touchdowns this season. Not a lot of work by any means in the passing game. 20 receptions. But he had 1,200 yards rushing his highest by I think 400 yards somebody nailed that as their bounce back 
Yeah, uh, I don't know who that is. We'll we'll have to go back in the archives and, and uh, <laughs> check. But um, it was me. Hey, damn it. His his yards per carry were down, which I'm fine with because he's getting the attempts. He had two, 259 attempts compared to 137 last year. That's a huge difference. And look, they're in the Super Bowl. It, it works for the team. Now now they got to pay him. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, right? He has a great year. Now you got to pay the guy. Uh, coming in at 15, Kenneth Walker, running back, Seattle. He's an interesting one because his points per game gets kind of uh, diminished or hampered by his first few weeks where he wasn't the guy, and then it was Rashad Penny, and he was splitting time. He was scoring like two points a game. Then Rashad Penny goes down, and Kenneth Walker just takes over. He shows what he had. He proved that he was what we thought he was. I think I wish Craig was here to talk about him. We would have given this one to Craig because he was all over him. He said Kenneth Walker's going to be the guy, and he was dead on. So uh, shout-out, Craig. That's really it. That's all I have to say. Kenneth Walker looks great. He's going to be a, a staple in that backfield for a long time, I think. I disagree, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is it's not Rashard Penny. And it's not Rashard Penny. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> now Penny's gone. Chris Carson's gone. Yeah. Uh, who's the, who's the other guy? It's not, no, D- well, yeah, it's, not D- it's not DJ Dallas. <laughs> DJ it's not Travis Dallas. Homer. Yeah. So for now, it's going to be Kenneth Walker. Yeah. For now, it's Unless Kenneth Walker. Unless I take Bijan Robinson. All right, Ramondre. Ramondre comes in at oh jeez, I don't even know what number we're on. 14. But he's next. Are we fourteen? Um, listen, he didn't he didn't do anything crazy in the run game. He had a thousand yards. He had five touchdowns. We saw Ramondre Stevenson come out and be the pass catching back, and the and the and the goal line back, and the between the tackles back. Like if Ramondre Stevenson becomes the workhorse for New England. I can see him being a top 10 back next year. I mean, he caught 69, a very sexual amount of footballs <laughs> that he caught with his hands. The, the pigskin right. was in his yes. hands yeah. a good, sexual amount of times. Good sexually catcher. Um, he only he only scored one touchdown. He had consensual. below. He only it was a consensual touchdown for sure. Uh, he was I think he was under 500 yards receiving. But you're talking about a guy who's going in the right direction towards a top 10 pick. And Damian Harris might be gone. Correct. I mean, yeah. we, I think we assume he's Likely. gone. And, I, and yeah. again, like, y- you saw him go for, like, 10 targets, 10 receptions. Like, 60 yards is still, like, he's – if you get those dump offs for, like, a couple yards, it doesn't matter in PPR. You're actual gold. Um, RB 13 with 12.8 points per game. Delvin Cook. So, definitely a down year um, for probably a top five guy. Um during you know draft season the last five, four years at, at least, um, how many games did he play? He played he played every single game. Okay, um, yeah. why was it so well, bad? They, well, they just fired their their offensive coordinator, right? And they fired. Did they fire the head coach too? No, I believe. He, I believe he still got the job. But for now. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it was a really bad offense. Yeah. Like the scheme was terrible. They didn't use Dalvin Cook in his strengths. And I think that's why the offensive coordinator got fired. You to do be also have with Justin you. Jefferson just balling out. So he's going to lose but ground as true. that continues to happen. And it will happen, yeah. but they couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. If they weren't successful, they <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, coming in at number 12. 12? Yeah, 12. Aaron Jones. Kind of a staple of our, our kind of tier break between RB1s and RB2s every single year. He's in that 10 to 12 to 14 range. And I think we're going to continue to see him there. I mean, he... Puts up those 20-point games, then he kind of disappears. He'll give you four, he'll give you five, then he gives you 13, 15, whatever. It's just we're used to it with Aaron Jones. What is good and what is actually very positive to say about this season for Aaron Jones is that he held off A.J. Dillon for the most part. I think a lot of people said this is going to be the year A.J. Dillon takes over. If you're doing a no uh, zero RB strategy, A.J. Dillon is 
you know, the, uh, the, the, the bell of the ball. But instead, Aaron Jones said, no, 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 I'm going to keep running the ball, you know, 15, 20 times a game. I'm going to catch a bunch of balls, uh, which he continued to do, over five catches in almost every game. That's actually not true. Over four catches in almost every game. Probably targets. Yeah. Yep, 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 that's right. But he also failed to score a lot of touchdowns. That hurt him. Yeah. But still, I'll be 12 with it. It's fine. Jamal Williams. I'm happy you got this one. Well, I'm going to give it to you since I talked about Dalvin Cook. But you have to quote what he said in Hard Knocks. The if you're gonna if you're gonna piss like a puppy, let the big dogs eat or whatever. The get off the porch and <laughs> play with the big dogs. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it was you. Know, you just this dude's fucking. I mean, I guess you don't even thing? talk. We just talk about how cool he is. Uh, again, 18 touchdowns, go go line back. But the guy runs hard. Swift was hurt throughout the year, and you know he took over. Even when Swift was there, he was you know he was always the RB one uh, snap wise. Um, that was, that was a close vote before. Oh, it's pouring on But um, he's got, you know, if you, if you run TikTok, go go follow him. He's an absolute blast. He's just like, he's LeGarrette Blunt, but a lot more likable. And he's better, ner- and ner- <laughs> like nerdier. Better? <laughs> he's yeah. a huge nerd. <laughs> he's a massive nerd. Um, okay, so I guess we'll just go back to me. Um, James Conner, RB12. RB10, actually. Points per game. Actually, great to see. I thought he'd take a down tick, like 15 touchdowns the year before. Not going to happen again. Seven t- touchdowns this year. It's fine, you know. Uh, he did it 782 yards. He played, I think, 14, uh, 13 games. The thing is, um, his targets and receptions went up this season because, you know, there's a QB carousel going on there, a lot of dump offs to him. Um, he was a very, very safe RB2 where you probably got him, especially in the end of the year. He didn't have one game below 12.4 points since week 10, and he had a lot of 20-point games there. So um, definitely a fantasy playoff winner if you had him in your playoffs. Um, but again, uh, we're Connor fans, I think, so uh, great to see. Yeah, big Connor guy. Big Connor guy. Uh, number nine. This is a surprise to me, but I'm happy to see him up here. Tony Pollard uh, comes in at number nine. He averaged 14.3 points per game there. Uh, I mean, just a fantastic season. Everybody's been predicting the Zeke fall off, the Zeke cliff year over year. Tony Pollard finally put his foot in the ground and said, hey, I'm here. I'm legit. I'm a real running back. Unfortunately, his contract's up, so we don't really know where he's going to end uh, end up next year. I think Jerry Jones will try to bring him back. It would make sense to do so, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, he did, he did everything he needs to do. He looked electric on the field. He put up points. He scored touchdowns. He caught balls. He ran the ball. Whatever you want, whatever was asked of him, he did. The only thing he couldn't do is do more than 20 touches a game. Apparently, he comes out and just publicly says, I, said that. I get too tired after 20 touches. So, uh, Good luck in contract talks this, this yeah, summer. With they're going to have to keep Zeke around just to keep like hammering the ball. But, um, you know, Dallas supported two. Uh, an RB one and Tony Pollard, an RB two and Zeke. So maybe they both hang around. For Not years, points per game, know? but yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, in, overall, twelve finishes. And it happened last year too, mixed around. Like yeah. I think they're both like mid RB twos last year, but I like it, like that. All right, is it fair to say this was a down year for John Mixon? Yes. Okay, so he had what? I'm uh, surprised he was this high to be honest. Okay, so right. Right. I mean, he had one game where he scored, you know, the four touchdowns, fifty-five overall points. Oh, that, you that look helps. at his, you look at his, you look at his week by week. I mean, it was kind of, you know, all over the place. But he, majority of the games, he's scoring over fifteen points. He's still eight 
but he doesn't hit a thousand yards rushing. He doesn't have double digit touchdowns. In a young offense with, you know, uh, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best wide receivers in the league, one of the best offenses in the league. I mean, he, you're talking about a guy that you could probably steal next year in a draft because I don't believe that he's going another year yeah. sub-250 touches. If he was on the team next year, you know. <laughs> Is he up for a contract? No, but he's a bad person. The, the Chargers were dropped. The Chargers were dropped. Allegedly. Because he – Allegedly. I don't, I don't know what ha- – I just saw the headline that he, like – He allegedly put a gun in a woman's face and said, come let, come let the cops get me. Allegedly. But then the Chargers yeah. were dropped. You so. can't catch me. You can't. You, you you won't get. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Pretty bad. Um. All right. RB seven. I know he didn't play all year. Only seven games. But rookie Brees Hall had to put him in here. Um. I mean, quite week one, seven points. But since then, like 12, 12, 14, 26, 19, 13. He got hurt the game. He had thir- thirteen points. Very hard to see because it was a very fun. I take a shot. Oh. But it was very fun to see him kind of emerge right away and it's kind of sad because you saw when Mike, when he was hurt Michael Carter had his games Michael Carr got hurt um, who was the other guy Zonovan Knight had games so Zonovan Knight so, so Brees Hall should have actually eaten all season he, fa- he's a fantastic running back just on a shitty team yeah but RB7 though speaking of fantastic running backs number 6 Nick Chubb I mean, just continues to do what he do. Every year, he shows up, puts up great numbers, hundreds of hundred yard games, back to back to back to back. I would say, and I think I'll probably end up dying on this hill at some point. He's one of the best, if not the best, runner of the football in the league. Like pure running back, just being that guy. Love watching him run. Unfortunately, and probably the reason that he's only number six on this list is he didn't score a touchdown as soon as Deshaun Watson came back. And that's scary. He scored one receiving touchdown in week 18. Did not score a rushing touchdown after oh, Sean Watson came back. The, the week that doesn't matter for sh- – That would be correct. Th- yeah. That's not, even, that's not even part of this. The other very interesting thing is Kareem Hunt sucked this year. So maybe Nick Chubb's the guy from now on. Yep. The quads are back, baby. The quads are back. 1,300 yards on the ground. Decent. Yep. Uh, oh, I had the touchdown number right there. Ten, ten touchdowns. Decent, decent. No, no receiving touchdowns though. Decent. <laughs> Don't waste your effort receiving, young boy. Uh, say, say, I think I think Saquon's back. Yeah, I think he's back. Uh, six great, overall, great sixteen points uh, a game. It, and, and that's the thing. It's great to see him here. Plus, let's remember what do we talk about? Daniel Jones, seven hundred yards and seven rushing touchdowns. For that doesn't happen again. Who's going to get them? The quads. Yeah, the quads. Or, or Matt Breida. Or Matt Breida. <laughs> Matt Breida is still a thing on that team. No, I, I think this is great to see Saquon back, healthy, and, and really confident. Because there were reports coming out, coming into the season that he said last year he was nervous about his knee. He felt he felt more confident this year. You got a confident, healthy Saquon, hopefully. Yeah, and even if you're a fan or not a fan of him, having Saquon – be good again in, in the NFL. It's good for the NFL. It's good for fantasy. Um, RB4. Absolute. Probably the biggest deal in the draft. Josh Jacobs uh, at 4. 70.8 points per game. Um, right behind RB3 that we'll talk about. But Jacobs was was fantastic. New offensive corner. New, new head coach. New, new everything. He just 
kicked it in the teeth pretty much like the way they were winning games was through, was through Josh Jacobs, not Derek Carr. They tried to get the ball to Derek Carr's hand as much as possible, and when they did, it, it worked. And when they didn't do it, it didn't work. And he still, you know, not made playoffs. But he scored an effort of touchdowns, had a fuckload of yards. Um, did he play every game? He played, yeah, he played every game. I think it was a few games he was kind of banged up, but... Um, for a guy you got in probably the sixth or seventh round, he was a steal. Yeah, that's that. Fuck you. You didn't pick up my fifth, uh, fifth year option or my rookie option. That's the Mike Williams of last year mm. mindset. Hundred percent. Now we're on to RB three, a guy you expect to see in the top three every year, Derrick Henry. People again predict this cliff. People again are fucking wrong. They panicked at the beginning of the year. He's only putting up five points, eight points. Everybody's like, oh, he's dead. The king is dead. Well, guess what? Long trade, live the trade king. Four, trade four. Right, exactly. I was trying to hammer out trades for Derek Henry. He starts slow. This is what he does. Then he goes and pops. 22, 22, 26, 15, 35, 23. Like, this is what he does. This is what he does. This is what we do. We're men. We go on riverboat gambling trips. We make our own beef jerky. I don't know. I'm just doing Step Brothers now. <laughs> yeah. But no, Derek Henry, fantastic runner of the football. Again, I talked about Nick Chubb, probably one of the best pure runners. Derek Henry is the best I pure runner in yeah. the league. And then he's like, just large. Everyone's like, well, <laughs> like so large. Nick Chubb d- 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 doesn't catch the ball. Yeah, he does. D- Derrick Henry is top he, three. He did go. You know what? I didn't really like catching the ball last year, so I'm just gonna go ahead and barely catch this year. It's like 15 catches. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, real quick. Yeah. So, so Chris McCaffrey comes in here at number two. Next year, easy one on one, right? Better offense, better team. I mean, he's number one if he's on San Fran for the entire season. Can, like, yeah. can we agree to that? Like, I would, that's. I would also like to see the parlay odds on Saquon and Christian McCaffrey both play all 17 games. <laughs> <laughs> that's never gonna plus, happen again. Plus the moon, right? <laughs> plus the moon. Uh, 1,100 rushing yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, he had over 100 targets, 80 something catches. Uh, I had all the numbers right in front of me. 700, 740 uh, passing yards, five. Th- he only gets better, which is like a really scary thing because when you finish his RB2 on a points-per-game basis and he's only two point, like a fraction of a point behind Eckler. Hell yeah. Hell of a he, he only gets better. That's kind of a scary thought. So, uh, Tom, give it away. Uh, Austin Eckler. Um, he's the only one we haven't talked about. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, it was him? Okay. <laughs> um, RB1. Uh not a thousand yards, but nine fifteen. He's not. You don't want him to run that much because he gets hurt. But thirteen rushing touchdowns, his highest of all time. Five receiving touchdowns, seven hundred twenty-two yards, one hundred and seven receptions. This is a, you know, a, a top-tier wide receiver <laughs> plus the rushing stats. Like again, you you go back who's one and one next year. Probably CMC. Eckler's got a new OC there. Um, I think Kellen Moore is there now. Yeah. So we'll see there, but um, we'll say I did say I did say this in the pod when Derek was on. He's like, "Would you actually pick Eckler as like a top three? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna pick him one to one." He's like, yeah. "No." And he's like, "You pick Najee Harris over Eckler?" I'm like, "I would never." Even though I had Harris at four and Eckler at three. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you watch what Kellen Moore did with Tony Pollard. What's he going to do with Austin Eckler, who's, you know, late years better? So, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see it. Uh, I guess we're under wide receivers now. Uh, Jerry Judy comes in at our number 20. Number 20? 
They're starting number 20. Number 20, yep. Number 20 wide receiver. Uh, I guess arguably the best year of Judy's career. Not what anybody expected with Russell Wilson coming in. They were thinking monster numbers. Him, uh, Cortland Sutton, you know, even Tim Patrick before he got hurt. They're all going to have huge years, career years. Didn't quite work out that way, but for all intents and purposes, Jerry Judy had a good year. I mean, he didn't consistently give you 15-point games, but he was around there pretty often. And then towards the end, after they fired that hack, Nathaniel hacked That's, it, yes. nailed it. He went 29-11-14-21. I skipped the seven right there. I left it out intentionally. That was deliberate. How to lie with statistics. <laughs> goddess. Who's up now, Tom? Makes sense. Body of a goddess. Tom's up. Chris Godwin. Godwin. Goddess. Uh... Wow. Oh, sorry, go on. Big brain shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really surprised he's this low. Like, like, I'm legitimately shocked, and I think it's just because of the first week that where I think they rushed him out there to play. He only scored three points, and then they pulled him out. So you must have counted that as a game in the... Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. So that's... Which I is mean, bullshit. They never fucking should have even... Oh, I was so pissed at that. Have you even got one owner? Well, so this was a guy I was talking about in the preseason before the draft. So I was like, you have a guy who's got the ability to be a top 10 wide receiver you take the shot on the knee right you you gamble on the knee we gambled we were a little bit wrong because he missed the first three weeks I'm, I'm gonna count the first the first game out of it but you only had three targets absolute target hog all friggin' year scariest thing no tom brady is his contract up though did he sign a one-year deal, deal or a multi-year multi-year he's fine he did he did with winston and did it with gabbert it's fine Next one. Um, we all laughed at the Christian Kirk contract. What is Jacksonville doing? Apparently, they knew what the fuck they were doing because he was very, very fucking good all year. I mean, what is your 18? Not the best. 11.8 points per game. But, I mean, we talked about a guy like Evan Ingram before. They really spread the ball around. It It, it, it helped us a team with, you know, have him, Zay Jones. Even Marvin Jones had a few games. Evan Ingram had monster games. Great running game at ETN. Like, this team worked so well together, and one of the biggest reasons is having Christian Kirk on the field, stretching and doing everything. So, whatever Jacksonville did, we made fun of them. They were right. We all thought it was going to be a Kenny Galladay deal. It, it, it was not. He actually <laughs> plays the game of football, and he has to catch his pass. It's cool. I'm just going to take a minute and listen to this song. Just kidding. Or talk about Tyler Lockett. Uh, That's fun. You can do it. He just doesn't want to listen to talk about Tyler Lockett. Tyler is actually doing the. If you're a big, fine woman, won't you back that ass up? That's all I have to say. No, Tyler Lockett crushed it. Another great year. Everybody said, oh, he's going to have Geno Smith at quarterback. It's not Russell Wilson. He's going to suck. Geno Smith can't support two wide receivers. Well, guess what? You're wrong and you're stupid. Tyler Lockett. He did it both ways. He had those games where he had 11 targets, 9 catches, 107 yards. Then other games he had 5 catches for 104 yards. And you know what? He consistently found the end zone. 9 touchdowns in 17 games. Actually, he missed one game, so 16 games. Wait, how many games did they play this year? <laughs> who's on first? It doesn't matter. What's on second? I don't know who's on third. No, Tyler Lockett, great year. I think he's age 30, so he's still probably got another year or two left in the tank. Hopefully they either roll out Geno Smith for another year or they grab somebody quarterback of the future. Either way, I think you still draft Tyler Lockett in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. I'm pretty happy he performs. Yeah, he was a, a stealing draft. <laughs> These minutes are feeling very quick. Uh, they, they're, I'm watching the, the countdown go. Uh, Devontae Smith comes in at, at 16. Okay, it, just real quick. 
Devontae Smith was not a guy that I thought was going to thrive in the NFL. When he was with Jalen Hurts, I was like, what a bad quarterback for him to be with. Yep. The, the addition of A.J. Brown, I think, goes so unnoticed for how well it does. Because I don't think Devontae Smith can be an alpha on a team. No, I mean, 130 you, pounds. Exactly. Yeah, he's tiny. But when you get an alpha on that team and Devontae Smith can be that little fucking mouse that just, you know, escapes. I mean, he, he did fucking fantastic all year long. He made some huge catches in that NFC game. Like, yeah, he is. Like, he reminded me. And uh, he, he, he made a drop that actually cut out of the catch. He too. covered it up. He <laughs> said, get to the line. He made the right football play. Who was the, uh, who was the receiver uh, for Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl when they played? Uh, Heinz Ward. No. <laughs> no, it was a little guy. Little guy when they played uh, Arizona. It was right on the tiptoe. Catch Antonio on Holmes. San Antonio Holmes. He reminds me a little bit wow, of, nice. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one of the best games ever. Um, all right. What is for 15? Probably would have been a lot higher if Deshaun Watson never fucking played. Amari Cooper was, again, a steal. A steal in drafts. He's going like round 10, 11, 12. And a guy that's, you know, always been a top 12 guy for so many years. Um, again, new team with his quarterback not there for 12 weeks. Of course, I was scared too. Um, him and Brissett just clicked right away, and then we're like, oh my god, he at this point he was a dude, QB ten of the year. Deshaun gets back, oh my god, lights out, six points, five points, seven points, ten points, twenty-four points. If you started him in your finals, if you made it there, you, within your, I don't know if you did, but like we just talked about David Njoku and the tight ends, like when or Nick Chubb, like like Deshaun comes in, like you kind of hurt the offense. You really yeah, right. <laughs> so real quick. I love that so much for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland that they brought this shit bag in. Brissett was playing great. Right. They 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 should have had a conversation about not playing Deshaun Watson yeah. and continuing to roll with Brissett. Yeah, and they didn't bad. because they're the fucking Browns. Two hundred fifty million out the fucking door for nothing. Guaranteed, bitch. Ha. T Higgins, next man up. Just a fantastic season. I mean, six games under double digit points. That's nothing. And a lot of those was nine and a half, seven and a half. Like he's flirting with it. And then the last two weeks of the season, where since he already pretty much had it locked up, that Buffalo game didn't count. And then Baltimore, or whatever, he had one point two points. If you take those out, he's even higher on the season. He's just an absolute stud. Everybody says, "Oh, it's it's Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow." Don't forget about T. Higgins because he's a legit stud in this league. Everybody's talking about where he's going to go next year. I don't think it matters. He's a real alpha. No matter who's throwing him the ball, he's going to get his. Mike Evans uh, broke a record or just continued to beat his record of a thousand yard seasons? Broke his back. It's more like it. No, but Tom's right. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing to your eye? My contact college. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> just I was talking. also wondering there it is, that. There it is. So Mike Evans came into the league, what, 13 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that? No, eight. Ha- eight years ago. Hasn't gone over a thousand yards. Has, has not gone under a thousand yards, excuse me. Just a model of consistency for wide receivers every single year. His touchdowns fluctuate, but it really shouldn't be a problem. He's always going to be, you know, flirting with that top 10 wide receiver year over year. Yeah, Tom Brady's not going to be there next year, but you want to talk about a receiver that's going to be a big body for a young guy? 
That's that's. I'd be more concerned about Godwin than I would Mike Evans, to be completely honest with you. Evans done with a lot of quarterbacks. Okay, I was confused when you said Mike Evans. I thought you said Mike Williams. In this whole conversation, I was just confused. This makes so much more sense realizing. Did I say Mike Williams? No. No, no it's Mike no, Evans. I'm just All in right. my fucking head. Can't read a list apparently. But no, uh, makes yes, Mike Evans. I totally agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> Dow's like, what the fuck's this guy saying? Like, what are you talking about? Thousand yards. <laughs> 12, 12, 12. Jalen Waddle. Uh, didn't think we'd have two Miami Dolphins receivers being two top twelve. You know, with Tua and that shit. Nope. Great head coach. Uh, Waddle's also a fantastic fucking receiver. Um, I mean, him and Tyreek played very well together. There was. So- some games where he really shit the bed, and some games where he really exploded. More inconsistent than anything. But I mean, 1,300 yards, how uh, many touchdowns? Eight touchdowns, and that's with Tyreek Hill too. Like, they're both doing it with Tua, with Skylar Thompson, with I don't know who else do they have. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy two gloves. Yep. Uh, next up, Keenan Allen. This is, again, purely points per game. It's important to mention that. If you owned Keenan Allen, you probably hated your season. I know that from a personal standpoint because I owned Keenan Allen in multiple leagues. Played the first game, gets hurt, blows his hammy out, misses six weeks, comes back, blows his hammy out again, misses four more weeks, uh, comes back, and then does what Keenan Allen does. He just consistently 13, 17, 15, 12, 15, 26. When he's on the field, he's fantastic. But with that hammy flaring up, He's going to be age 31 season next year. Something to think about. But when he's on the field again, he's a consistent top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. He's got Justin Herbert. you got Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore coming in to coach the offense. I think he's still got value. But if he's going to start being the Keenan Allen of a few years ago, where he's constantly hurt. You got to think about that. Ten? Are we at ten? I keep going between the Google ten, sheet ten, and the and the thing on here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, we talk about Nick Chubb being the best rusher of the football. DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver of the football. I agree. Um, he he's best done hands it. in the league. Best hands in the he, but he's just like best hands in the league. He's probably one of the one of the strongest through the catch. He's he's mean. He's a big body receiver. He's gonna beat you anyway. He only played nine games. This is his second year where he's been injury prone. So it's like, well, where, where where are we where are we going? He's big and mean oh, because of the P. Oh right, he had <laughs> he had the four game suspension. That's no, right. six. Six, six, six six games six game suspension. No, I thought it was eight, <laughs> but it was a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see what happens with him next year because I don't think he's staying. Patriots. Yeah, I I, I don't see him going through. He'll be this. linked to the Patriots. He'll never end up there. It'll be so, the new Larry Bill, Bill Belichick reportedly likes DeAndre Hawkins the same way he likes Ed Reed. And if you ever oh, heard, hear him talk about Ed Reed. <laughs> um, all right, wide receiver number nine. Amon Ross St. Brown. We were kind of hesitant. You know, he had, he had a very slow r- rookie year, but a very s- slow beginning of the rookie year, but strong end of the rookie year. Could he, you know, could he actually come into the sophomore year doing the same thing? Is he Dante? Is he Dante Pettis? Is he Keelan Cole? No, he's a, a monster. Brown. He's fucking, he's fucking awesome. Comes into it with 106 catches on the season, um, close to 1,200 yards, six total touchdowns. Not no, uh, uh, not a huge stat line, but I mean, he, he he's a consistent guy on an offense that is up and coming. With I mean, who who knows if Jared Goff is going to be there next year? But I think he's he's 
anyone on the team's favorite weapon. We'll see you next year with Jameson Williams there, fully healthy. But it was great to see um, Amon Ra actually, you know, come off of his end of rookie season to his sophomore year. Now you probably talk about him as a top 10 guy each year going forward. In Dynasty, he's probably a top five, to be honest, uh, or top three. Yeah, when you balance age you and uh, Chase, you know, Jamar Chase, Jefferson is a Dynasty spread. Might talk to me about uh, Amon Ra over Coop, Coop, Cooper Cup. Yeah, C- wow. I mean, Cup's old. Like, like you, you, he's right in there. Yeah, there's an argument to be made. Yeah. Tom's doing something over there. Just enjoy the music for a minute, everybody. Oh, is it not changing? Well, we can just talk a little bit. Um, Yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Very good wide receiver of the football. Listen, hey, we're in the top ten. You know, let's let's enjoy this. Yeah, this is our top ten break. Uh, it's totally planned. It's completely scheduled. Completely planned. Every song is, is a twenty-minute one now. Going, <laughs> going forward, honestly, what, what it's, going on? it's a much-needed break in the power hour too. Yeah, I just took a shot for some reason. I, I don't want. I, don't I did why. as well. I, <laughs> I, did that. I think it, in our heads we're just like, yeah, it's probably time for the shot. All right, here we go. Now we're into. CD Lamb, best to ever do it. Not really, but he's very good. Uh, over 150 targets this year, which you love to see for any wide receiver, but specifically a 23-year-old CD Lamb on a talented Cowboys offense that continues to underperform every single year, but very talented as far as the players and the personnel there. Uh, I mean, he was, what, single digits three, four times on the year? That's what you want to see out of the, the guy that you drafted probably to be a wide receiver one in redraft leagues. If you have him in Dynasty, Tom, oh, you're you're very happy with what he did on a week-by-week basis. I mean, look at his targets. Double digits almost every week. And one night when he wasn't, he was flirting with an eight, seven, six. Like, that's the offense you want. It, people said, oh, watch out for Michael Gallup. He got paid a big contract. He's going to eat into some uh, CD shares. He, he did. Falls. <laughs> Fake news. Noah Brown. Fake yeah, Canadian. Noah. China. <laughs> oh, I am like Patty LaBelle. Everybody says that about me. I, I, I love CeeDee Lamb. Gives me massive boners. But you know what? You know what AJ Brown did? He saw the contract from Philly, took his dong out, <laughs> and slapped it on top of Tennessee. 1,500 yards. I keep going back and forth so I don't have the touchdown number in front of me. A very large amount of touchdowns. A.J. Brown dominated this league, and he's only going to get better. Like, that, that I think is the scariest thing about A.J. Brown right now is it's his first year in an offense. He's got 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns on an offense that is only going to click and only going to get better. I'm, I'm a little concerned about Jalen Hurts. I don't think that Jalen Hurts is like – I don't think that everything that he does is repeatable. But what I'm very like optimistic about is Nick Sirianni. First year there in that city and turned that entire offense from a lame duck to just an alpha in the NFL. And that's why I'm the, they're in the Super Bowl. All right. Next is what is your six? Good play of the football, a bad person in real life. Tyreek Hill. Scum. Uh, first year with the Dolphins. Again, I talked about Waddle earlier, I think. You go from Pat, Pat Mahomes to Tua, you're going to have a huge down year. He didn't. I mean, he's six. He's not, he's not you know, three like he probably should have been. But, I mean, he's right there. 16.6 points a game. You know, two, p- point, two more points a game. He's, he's 
what is your three? So close these top tier guys are. So I mean, he proved us all wrong. Um, he could do it w with or without Mahomes. He's that good. Seventeen hundred yards, seven touchdowns, seventeen hundred yards. Like holy shit! It's a it's a lot of yards. He was flirting with two thousand for a while, so he had to play with Skylar Thompson. One hundred and nineteen receptions, yeah. one hundred and seventy targets. Like he's he's oh he's getting at his no matter who's under center. It, it looks like Skylar Thompson. And then tied with him, Stephon Diggs, sixteen point six points per game. Uh, I mean, you expect to see Stephon Diggs up here, same as you expect to see Tyreek up here. He's tied to Josh Allen, who's. A, a good quarterback gets the ball in his star receiver's hands on a very regular basis. Came out the gates hot, 22, 38 points back to back. That's what you expect to see every year. I mean, we're used to it. Now, he appears to be a little bit dissatisfied with the uh, offensive game planning in Buffalo uh, after they had the early exit from the playoffs, but he'll be back. I think he's still under contract, so he's definitely going to be back. They'll figure it out. They'll keep throwing on the ball. He's going to keep scoring tons of points. It's He's a huge factor in their offense. He's not going anywhere. Guy's a stud. I mean, he, he. Where else would he go? We saw it when he was in Minnesota. He was a stud. Now he's here. He's the number one. He's a stud. Pride of Maryland, University of Maryland. Pride of the. May you one, Dickie Agnum, both of them. So there, there's three wide receivers that I think in the next like four or five years we're going to be talking about as number ones, right? Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, and then I, I won't spoil the next guy, but everybody knows who it is. Okay, Jamar Chase missed a handful of games. He missed, what, uh, four games? Yeah. Over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns with, with, his, with his college guy. Uh, guy. You know, they're, they're, they're a couple, right? Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Chase, they're all a thruple, right? <laughs> and, and Mixon's just the angry guy in the back, apparently. I, I don't really have too many things to say about Chase because I feel like I've drooled all over him for a very long period of time. But like, good. It, it it is. It, it's what his second year in the league. He's top three, top five already. Like, I don't know what else you can say about him, but he's I mean, he's very I, good. I think top three easily. You can argue where where in the top three. But um, next guy is what was your three in the year? You would think that this team would have had a better season having the RB4 in wide receiver 3, but Devontae Adams um, comes in at wide receiver 3 in the year with 16.8 points per game. Again, between 3 and three and 6 wide receivers. It, it's literally an inch <laughs> in the NFL. Like, it's so fucking close. Um, but Devontae Adams just fucking killed it, but he also had some games. Like, he gains 0.7 points. And shit, do I bench him? 31 points next game. But he had more big games than than not. That's why he's three. Um, again, it, it's kind of weird to, to see how they fucked up that bad to not make the playoffs. You notice notice we've got bad quarterbacks. Or, or excuse me. We have bad quarterbacks in, in the top ten of the list without their running back or their wide receiver, but they still went to, like, quarterback plays massive yeah. is, is kind of what I'm getting to. Undo P. Uh, wide receiver two from a points per game perspective, wide receiver one on the season overall points. Justin Jefferson, every single week out there, balling, huge numbers, like 30 points on a regular basis, 26, 22, 30, 24, 15, 27. Like, 
the guy just goes out. He gets he puts up numbers every every single week. Seems like he's getting a touchdown every week almost. He's just an unreal receiver. Like Kirk Cousins is probably a slightly above average quarterback, but Justin Jefferson makes him look fantastic. So the only unfortunate thing about Justin Jefferson is that in week 17 in your league's Super Bowl, you probably lost because of him because he scored two points. Bad time for him to show up with his worst game of the year. But you know what? He's the one who got you there, so you'll you'll look past it. 1,800 yards. And he's definitely the wide receiver one off the board next year, I, th I think at least. Cooper Cup's about to come home in 2020. Uh, Cooper Cup, you're number one on a, on a points-per-game basis, 18 points. Now, question. We all know how good Cooper Cup is. Okay, there's no point in talking about it. I think in the, in this year that we've seen, running back, it, it sucks. But I'm very much still on the on the zero RB strategy. Take all your wide receivers. Would you take Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson first next year? Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Jefferson. 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 Ceedee Lamb or Jefferson? Jefferson. Jefferson. Jefferson's your one-on-one -on -one next year. I think he's, he's so he's so safe. He's never missed a game. But, but why would you why would you take a running back? I've really talked myself into Kelsey being my one one if I were to have a one one in any in any <laughs> league. But um, yeah, if I would, if I had a, a if I were going to take a wide receiver, which I'm not taking a running back, I'm not taking quarterback. It's either Kelsey or Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. I've talked myself into the Kelsey thing so hard for next year. If I have one one, I'm taking Kelsey. Well, I think I think I love the idea of of of. Uh, the tight end. I, I don't think I'm. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to do any preseason podcasts. <laughs> like, <laughs> the amount of the, both kids are in four different sports. I'm coaching all of them. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even think I'll be able to coach them. All. I can't. Wait. <laughs> I'm just going to be leaving. Get that old. <laughs> no, it it, su it sucks, and that's why like when I have my downtime, I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna have my downtime. Let me know when you need me to step in as an assistant coach. I'm I'm prepared. Uh, I'm probably going to need the, the, the parents to sign a waiver <laughs> if you coach. That's true. <laughs> but those kids will be slurred. well conditioned. We might not be the best team, but we will be the best conditioned team. <laughs> There's I, six. I feel like I heard that from a movie. There's six, Corey. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's uh, Samuel L. Jackson in the whatever the basketball movie oh, is. Uh, Coach Carter. There yeah, you go. Coach Carter. Yeah. You know, oh, those like high school kids that are definitely 35 years old. <laughs> it's Channing Tatum, who's 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's I mean that's power. Yeah, that, that's power. So uh, again, top top ten tight ends, top ten quarterbacks, twenty receivers, twenty RB, top shelf fantasy, top shelf fantasy points per game for seventeen weeks. Don't count the last week of the season. Yeah, because eighteen is a joke. Why? Did you, you guys have any big surprises on here? Not really. Uh, I was surprised Travis Etienne wasn't in the top twenty running back. Yeah, he had a slow yeah. start, a couple of down games too. But him. he played really, really well. Also, Damian yeah. Pierce. Yep. Well, if you go back up here, um, I, I, I also hate Damian Pierce. I don't think he's that good of a running back. <laughs> he had the opportunity, and we say it all the time. I need him to be. So, um, Jinder Swift had eleven point nine points per game. Zcat eleven point eight. Pierce had eleven point nine. Uh, oh, so 11. he just missed they it. Were, so I, I put them up there. They just missed it. And a few other guys just missed the wide receivers. Terry McLaurin, Mike Williams, and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, yes. I, was, I was gonna say I was surprised about Mike Williams. Say, not so being so on had we done list. top twenty-four, like RB two, 
wide receiver two, they would have made the list. Yep. Right. Then there would have been right. somebody else shocking that just missed. You know what I mean? And, and we do the we do the points per game, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, well, okay, we're not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. We're talking about fucking Zay Jones. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to talk about yeah. Zay Jones. What the, the fuck are we doing? The guys who just happened to play 17 games. Oh, fucking somehow lose it. Somebody who had a two-game injury. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that about Joe Mixon. It's wild. Yeah, what a so douchebag! Allegedly, in the charge were dropped, they said his money, agent came money, right money. out. Yeah, his money. agent his agent came right out and said she's a money grubber. It didn't happen. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, we don't know that he didn't just pay her off. That's very descriptive. In, and in, also, given his past, I know. In his <laughs> collegiate professional career, he may have gotten away with snuffing two women. <laughs> Not ideal. Not a good look, bro. Oh man, I'll have to decide what to do with him in Dynasty. Four years might be tough with this guy. You might you might be out of the NA. You might be Ray Rice. Uh, <laughs> Travis Etienne would have been RB24 per game. Yeah. Travis Etienne. I'm telling you right now. Travis Etienne. RB17 on the if, season. If, and what's, what's funny about this, right, is there's no shot in hell am I giving anybody advice to draft Najee Harris before Travis Etienne next right. year. You know what I mean? Like, Travis Etienne is going to be a top 10 running back next year. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. I would think so. I need I would it. I think so. I, I don't know. I mean, they're... That offense looks good. It looks it looks fantastic. The team looks good. The, the only reason I would say that he's not a top ten is because I I do think that running backs are becoming a little bit more prominent in the NFL. I mean, and I think people well, are understand. You, like you, you you take Kirk Cousins and you say, hey, we're going to become this six hundred yard passing team or six hundred six hundred attempt team. They didn't do well doing that. They were the biggest frauds in the NFL. You have to use Dalvin Cook more. I mean, Joe Mixon only got 212 rushing attempts. That's the balance. We always say, in years like this, we say you have to use Dalvin Cook more. And then the years where he gets hurt, we're like, you can't use him that much. Right. No, I usually get hurt. Use Madison more. Mm. (laughs) Like, he's coming back. Well, Madison's up now. Madison's up. That was the easy solution. That's going to be an interesting one. That'll be an interesting one. Kenny and Wongo, bro. Whatever. Hey. Great name. Great name. Special team aficionado. All right, before we start talking about special teamers. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, this is probably a good time to end, <laughs> the, right, end the little convo. So you get a little, uh, little uh, off-the-clip off <laughs> off uh, convo with the TSF boys. Yeah, you're uh, welcome. Top Shell Fantasy, uh, topshellfantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Scotty, get the, the shop back up, so go buy some shit. Yep, the shop's back up. The shop was down, the shop swag. is back up. Swag, 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 swag. My mic's falling apart. Use what hashtag swag for zero percent off. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't don't please don't do that. Uh, go use promo code TSF on over Jock on Market. Jock Market, yep. and and maybe we'll talk about a hundred percent off. Hell yeah, hundred percent the match deposit match. hundred percent what you put in. All right, this is getting bad. Up to one hundred dollars. Probably right. just end it. Good day. Uh, we love you. Good day. Uh, Power Up Podcast, best of all time, best of the thing of the year. Rock best carrier of the football, best podcaster of the pods. Toodaloo. <laughs> Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. <laughs>